We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Pride Podcast is sponsored by The D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. Thedline.com for Detroiters made by Detroiters. Brady's got it. Wants to throw from deep in the pocket. Throws deep downfield. He wants door set. It is picked off by the line. Darius Slay's got it. Coming back right side, twenty-five. Picks up. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 22 of the Pride Podcast. And today on episode 22, we are going to do a three-round mock draft uh, for the Lions. I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also on the Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. This episode, we're going to have an interview with Detroit Free Press writer Dave Riquette. So stick around for that, and we'll head right into that. And now we're going to hit it to Malcolm. Malcolm, said we said we're doing a three-round mock. We're going to have you serve it off. So for this three-round mock draft, what we're going to do is we're actually going to go through the first three picks for the first round, what I'm actually going to do really quickly is actually go through the first seven picks just so, just so you can have an idea on why, you know, who was left when we got to eight and why I picked those guys. All right, so really quickly, um, at one, Arizona, I have them picking Quentin Williams. 49ers, I have them picking Nick Bosa. The Jets, I have them picking Josh Allen. Oakland Raiders, I have them picking Ed Oliver. Tampa Bay, I have them picking Devin White. Um, the Giants have them picking Monta Sweat, Jaguars, TJ Hawkinson, and a number eight for Detroit. Um, with those picks that are left, I'm looking at my draft board. Half of my draft board is scratched off. Um, so right now I'm looking at Brian Burns. I'm looking at Devin Bush, Jonah Williams, and Rashawn Gary. Now, with these options at eight, it's tough. Um, as far as who who's left and, and who's left for me to pick. So with the looking looking down at these options right now, and there's also Greedy Williams is there, Greedy Williams is there, um, you know, Cody Ford. It, there's there's other guys there. At eight, I'm gonna go with Brian Burns. The reason why I'm going with Brian Burns is because I think he could he could he could play all over the field as far as on the front seven. If you want to put him on the, as an edge, you could put him on the edge. If you want to put him as a stand up linebacker, you could put him as a stand up linebacker. He he had his footwork in, in that combine was it was flawless as far as what I've seen from an edge rusher. He he moved like a safety. Um, he has great hands. I think he could immediately take over the DK role as far as that 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 stand up linebacker. If we if we were able to draft Burns, so at eight. I do have Burns going ahead of Rashawn Gary and um, Devin Bush and Jonah Williams. So I would go that route and go ahead and grab uh, Brian Burns. Now, in round two, it gets a little tricky. Um, 
in round two, we're at 43. And my personal opinion with that second round pick, we could definitely go offensive line. Could definitely do that. That would be great. Um, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at that slot receiving position, and I know I've been saying this for the longest. We need a playmaker. We need somebody that could take it to the house. Somebody like a, like a home run hitter. I really like Paris Campbell. Um, yeah. and, and, he, he just he, he could he's like he's like a four two four three guy. He's kind of like Tyreek Hill. A little just like a Tyreek. He's just like a Tyreek Hill. And, and that's that's what was, that's something that we need in this offense. Somebody that could take a slant, take a screen pass, and take it like 60 yards and get a touchdown that's like those big plays is something that we need in detroit i think it'll be good for the fans i think it'll be good for the excitement and it'll just help stafford overall because if you could just dump a five-yard pass and then they could take it 60 yards it's gonna make stafford look better so it's gonna just help everybody out in the long run i'm taking paris kemble because his production he did at ohio state and overall his speed at at 88, uh, I mean, 88 is tough because at 88, you're like almost at the end of the third round. This is basically almost a fourth round pick. Yeah. So it, it is kind of right. tough. Um, With this pick, I'm going for something. I know we do. And I, I know I said this before. I know we need an offensive line. And if this was a deeper mock. I'll have offensive line right after. Um, All right, so I'll this... give you four rounds. I'll give you four rounds. You'll give me four rounds? Okay. I'll give you four rounds. You'll give me four rounds? That, that, that'll be perfect. All right, All right so rounds. in round three, I'm I'm looking for a guy that could, could that could make an impact this year. He could, he could help the secondary this year. And if you're looking for something in the future, he's somebody that could potentially take over a starting role. Definitely could start in the league. And I'll... I like this guy every time I've I seen him on tape. I like him. I like his speed. I know he has an injury concern. I'm taking Jamel Dean in, in, in round three in, at 88. Because even though with his injuries, this guy still ran a 4-3, like a 4-3 flat. Um, and I think, you know, he has some problems with technique, but that could all be cleaned up. I think he could, you know, contribute this year. Not make a major contribute this year, but down the road, he could be he could be a starter. So I'm taking him at three. And at four, I'm taking um, Michael Jordan, the guard from Ohio State. Malcolm, um, are you Jordan. a Buckeyes fan? Hell no. No. <laughs> I'm not. Clear the air because people on the Twitter are thinking yeah, you're a Buckeyes fan. You picked yeah. three Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, that was a coincidence as far as how that mock fell. I didn't realize it until afterwards. That I was like, oh, okay, I picked three Ohio State back to back, you know? So actually, th- three picks in a row. So. It was just a coincidence. Um, clear, clear the air real quick. <laughs> yeah, coincidence. I, I actually, I'm actually a Bama fan, you know. But if Michael Jordan is there at four, he's somebody who could definitely pick up. He could be somebody that could, um, I would say, you know, he'll he'll compete for that starting guard position um, between Odebishie, you know, him, you know, you got um, Cosby. So I think he'll be somebody you could throw in the mix. Yeah, and I think he'd be somebody could throw in the mix, and he gets, he could potentially start. So I think that that'll be a good pick. I, I definitely, I definitely give Pierre go ahead with your three mock. All right, so number one, I have Arizona taking Kyler, um, San Francisco Bosa, Jets Josh Allen, Oakland uh, Quinnen Williams, Tampa Devin White, New York Giants Montez Sweat. And the reason why I gave him Montez Sweat because they traded um, Olivier Vernon. So. And then Jacksonville, I have him taking Hawkinson. They don't really have much for Nick Foles. And then so I go to Detroit's pick. I see it Oliver on the board. I see Devin Bush. I see Jonah Williams. I see Noah Fant. And um, I see Brian Burns. Now I look at Matt Patricia's defense. What does he like to do? He likes versatile guys, right? So I'm taking Ed Oliver out of Houston. Um, Round two. I like Chris Lindstrom, the guard out of Boston College. I like him a lot. I too. think he's a plug-and-play at right guard. I really do. I don't need to say much about him. Um, I think he's a stud. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if he went in round one. He might be. I think he's a top-rated guard. Yeah, I don't know, but I like. I've seen. I've seen him mocked a lot in round two, so I like him in round two. In round three, I'm taking a flyer. Um, like Malcolm said, we lack speed in our wide, with our wide receivers. 
I'm taking the wide receiver out of Georgia, Mikkel Hardman. He's an undersized yeah. guy, 5'10", 5'11". Speedy guy. Um, his 40 time was... 40 time is a 4-3-3. So, yeah, Detroit doesn't have that burner. I mean, yeah, they have uh, Marvin Jones, 4-4 speed. But, like, I want, a, like, a fast... I want that burner. So, you get that in Michael Hardman. Georgia to Georgia connection. Stafford to Hardman. That'd be fun. Bulldogs. So, he'd be he'd be Amendola's backup, obviously. And then, possibly next year, start at the slot. Uh, round four, since we're doing, like, a bonus one. I like wow. the cornerback wow. out of... Uh, I like the cornerback out of Ohio State. Yeah, he hurt his shoulder during the bench press during the combine, so he didn't participate. But uh, he's 5'11", 193, and he ran a 4-3-3 as well. That's This is a corner who could sit behind Slay, sit behind Coleman, sit behind Melvin, learn, possibly start midseason or start next year. Um, and then he had he had like a pro day, his pro day or workout, like a couple days ago, and he did really well in his workout. Scott's were impressed. Okay, so, sorry to interrupt you. What's his name again? I didn't, I didn't catch that. Tendell Sheffield, cornerback out of Ohio State. Okay. okay. Yeah. So another, uh, an, another Buckeye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I actually had him in my first mock, and that's why everybody was like, oh, you must be an Ohio State fan. Yeah. Um, but I really like him because um, I actually was waiting for him to participate in the combine, but he had hurt his, I think, his, his bicep or something like that while he was on the bench press. So right. he didn't get to do anything else. So um, I'm glad he bounced back on his pro day and did, did good. You know, I really like him too. Yeah. All right. Now, Tyler, oh. let's hear yours. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, the best for less, of course. <laughs> All right. So with the first pick overall, the Arizona Cardinals, I have them going Quinn Williams, actually. I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to explain why I'm going with these picks. But you don't need to Quinn, explain. Just go. Yeah. Quinn Williams is my uh, first overall pick with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, with my second pick overall, I'm going with, from the San Francisco 49ers, I'm going with edge rusher Nick Bosa. With the third pick with the New York Jets, I don't think they'll even remain at this pick. But for you know, for mock reasons, I'm going to say right. that they will go with uh, edge rusher Josh Allen. With the fourth pick, I have the Raiders. Uh, this is it's a toss-up. I'm going to say Devin White because it makes a lot of sense. Number five, I'll go Ed Alver. Number, okay. si- number six, I'm going to have the Giants taking Dwayne Haskins. And then at number seven, I think we can all agree with this. I'm going to go with the Jaguars taking TJ Hawkinson as well. Makes a lot of sense for Nick Foles, obviously. And with the eighth pick overall, I don't think the Lions are remaining at this pick, honestly. I'm a strong believer that the Lions will not be picking at uh, eight overall, the eighth pick overall. I think they'll trade back with the team. I don't know who they'll be. I mean, there's rumors with the Falcons, obviously. We've heard. I just don't think they're gonna remain at this pick. Yeah, I so, don't think they'll remain either. But like, yeah, we all don't. We all yeah. don't think they're gonna be, unless there's a name that's somebody crazy that falls to them. Yeah, which like could happen. It's possible but, shit happens yeah, on draft day. Shit happens, but if somebody yeah. falls to them, I see them picking them. But if, if if that big name's not there, they're gonna try everything in their power to try to get rid of that pick. And if they don't like, obviously have a good offer, they'll remain. But from my understanding and from what um, like we're hearing. It looks like they want to get out of that pick. So yeah, Bob Quinn made it pretty clear on a rap reports podcast that I heard last week. So he made it pretty clear that they're open for business and that they're really willing to trade that eighth pick overall. Right. So for the sake of me thinking they won't pick an eight, I went with a little different pick. And when I posted this on Twitter, people were like, "You know, is that aren't you kind of drafting him a little higher than he's kind of expected?" And I did. Because I don't think we're. This is not my eighth pick overall. I just think this is a first round pick in general. I'm gonna go with linebacker Devin Bush out of Michigan. Okay. And the reason I, I just think Devin Bush is a playmaker. You know, there's reports, and you know he is undersized, but a very good covering linebacker. I think that's what the Lions, you know, lacking. You know, Jared Davis is a good linebacker, but he lacks on covering. So right. I think putting a guy like Devin Bush on the outside with Davis and you know potentially Kennard or Christian Jones, whatever they want to do. I think it's a really good linebacking core and, you know, local guy. It makes a lot of sense to put him in that linebacker core. And I think he could be a versatile guy if they really needed him to, honestly. So I really like the idea of Devin Bush in the first round. With my second round pick, I went with the same pick that uh, Peter went with, uh, the interior offensive lineman Chris, Chris Lindstrom from uh, Boston College. Right. I know this is an offensive pick, but, I mean, you got the Boston connection with Paul Pasqualoni, so maybe the coaching staff. You know, got some connections somehow. So, I, I mean, I, this move makes a lot of sense just because, like Malcolm said, the right guard position is really lacking. I think it is 
the worst position on the team right now. I mean, you don't have a real cut starter right now at the right guard position. You have, you know, they signed Ode Abushi, they have Kenny Wiggins still, and they have uh, the rookie, or second year now, Terrell Crosby. So, you know, there's not a true right guard on this team right now. So I definitely think they should spend one of their first three-round picks on an offensive lineman. And if Chris, Chris Lindstrom is there in the second round, I do really like him. Versatile. So, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. You plug him in right away at the right guard position to take over TJ Lang's spot. I like the idea. I don't mean to stop you, but I must say, if he's there too, you you got to run you gotta run to that podium and draft him. I mean, because I would even... I would even be willing to trade up for him, honestly, in the second yeah. round. Yeah, too, kind of like how they did with Carrion. They went to go get their boy. Yeah, yeah I, and that's the thing. That that's the reason why I didn't put him as number two because I'm not a hundred percent sold that he will be there at forty three because he's, I think, either the top top two um, guards in this draft. He's up there. So yeah. for him to be to slide down to forty three. I'll be I'll be shocked. A lot of shit well, will have to happen. Malcolm, <laughs> I've seen like mock drafts where he's like slid to the round two, so that's why I like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, like I did my research. I, I, I'm not exactly yeah, sure. I know, but... I know, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. If he's there, we have to run up and we have to you know run to the podium and be like, all right, we're picking this guy. <laughs> so you know how I got creative with the eighth pick overall, like saying I. I mean, it's not really creative, but I said they won't pick there. Maybe they could use those picks to trade up in the second round. I mean, how about that? I mean, you never it, it know. Could hap- it could happen. Anything could happen. Anything, yeah, happen. anything could happen draft day. Yep. Anything so could happen. I, I'll even use this for this, you know, podcast reason. I'll say the Lions are going to trade back and get, grab Devin Bush. You know, this is just for mock reasons. And they're going to use the picks to trade up for Chris Lindstrom. I'm going to use that for this. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. That works. And, and I'll, then, I'll take that. And then with my third round pick, I'm going to go with another local kid. And don't call me biased because I'm picking all the local kids. But nice. I really like I, I really like this kid uh, from Eastern nice. Edge rusher Max Crosby. Nice. I love him, bro. I, I like him. He had a I really think good he's company. underrated. Yeah, I think he's underrated. I nice. think he had a really, <laughs> 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 I, I, I think he had a really good combine, honestly. And Did. I pick ADA coming from a smaller school like EMU. Max Crosby makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I'm pretty sure he said he grew up as a Lions fan. I, I was listening to one of his interviews uh, during the combine. Mm. So he said he would love to be a Detroit Lion because he grew up being a fan. And, you know, he brought up all these stories. So I love, like, hearing guys that grew up as Lions fans and I don't get to play for their team, you know. So that's awesome. Uh, so I would love to pick Max Crosby. He had a good combine. And then, uh, good? Oh, no, I was just laughing because every time I think about that, I, I think about Luke Wilson. So it's, it's, <laughs> it cracks me up inside. It cracks me up inside. But, yo, Max Crosby, you know, I'm rooting for you. I hope you fall to us, man, but. Yeah, that, that Luke Wilson story, it, it cracks me up, but go ahead, man. <laughs> so, yeah, Max Crosby in the third round. I pick it here. I think he'll be there, too. So, I think that's a realistic pick. It and sure is. My, and with my fourth round pick, uh, another, none of us approached this position. I was even considering going in the second round with the tight end position. Because, you know, besides for Jesse James, we don't really have a tight end that's clear cut to make the roster. I mean, there's Michael Roberts. They signed Logan Thomas. I expect at least one of those guys to make the roster. I'm not saying I don't think either will make the roster. But we don't have a clear-cut number two tight end and a guy to, I guess, match up with Jesse James. Because like I said with Jesse James in previous podcasts, yes, I think he'll be the number one tight end on this team. But, I mean, there are some question marks on this team. I mean, uh, question marks with him individually just because he hasn't really been a starter, a proven starter that has caught in 70 catches. I mean, he has not ever caught more than 70 catches. So... You know, I think you need another tight end in for a rookie to be a guy behind a guy like Jesse James it make a lot of sense. So I'm going to go with tight end Caleb Wilson from UCLA. I've mentioned him before in some previous podcasts. I like the kid. He had a good combine too. He's a speedy guy. Kind of reminds me, like I said, like an Ebron, David Njuku. So an athletic tight end to complement with the bigger blocking tight end, I guess you could say, with Jesse James. I kind of really like the complement with it. So I'm going to say uh, Caleb Wilson. Is my pick in the fourth round from UCLA, and there it is. All right, I actually, I actually like that mark, man. Thank you. Yeah, Tyler, Thank that you. was uh, that was pretty solid. I yeah, told you, you, you yeah, some, yeah, some trades. I, I like it, man. <laughs> told you, save the best for last. <laughs> now uh, let's go into another topic. Let's right. talk about what teams we could trade for and what we could possibly get. <laughs> now there is like there's supposedly this trade chart. I've seen it. Um, supposedly teams use something similar to it or not. 
Um, so we saw like the rumor that guy posted, Chad Forbes, I think is his name. He said there's rumor going around that Detroit already like has a deal with Atlanta where we get their third and next year's fourth for number wait, eight. Wait, 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 Peter. Is this the same guy that said uh, the Lions were discussing trade rumors with the Dallas Cowboys about Matthew Stafford? What? Bro, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I, I, I tweeted about that. <laughs> I also tweeted about that. By the way, my Twitter is at DLFP tweets. So. Whoa, 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 free promotions? Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, I tweeted about that. Um, I was like, we got to be cautious because Bob Quinn won. He never reveals what they do. You know, this is the Patriot way here. Everything's a secret from top to bottom. Everything's a secret. Um, but I'll say this. If they really, if they're looking to trade down, I try to target a team who's trying to take a quarterback because when a team takes a quarterback, they're willing to give up more versus yeah. if a team is coming up like for a defensive lineman, unless they're like coming all the way from the twenties or something, they're coming like only from the teens. They're not willing to give up much. Like with Atlanta, maybe you get their second, maybe their third. I don't know exactly what you could get. Supposedly they love Ed Oliver. We don't really know though. So what do you guys think? I mean So with Atlanta supposedly loving Ed Oliver, the trade would probably have to be us if we were to gain their second round pick, we'd probably have to flip our third round pick with it. So that's something I don't know if Bob Quinn would be willing to do. And you know, if Bob Quinn isn't willing to, you know, deal a pick with it then maybe we see the possibility of adding a third-round pick from Atlanta and next year's fourth or next year's future pick, whatever it may be. So, I mean, that's the trade scenario we're kind of looking at right now. I mean, I don't know how comfortable you guys are with it. I wouldn't mind it personally too much. Trading back to the teams is not a bad idea to me because I think you could still get a good player in the teams. Like I said, Devin Bush makes a lot of sense for the Lions. That's my guy. Uh, I mean, Brian Burns will maybe still be around there. So that, you know, there, there's going to be some good players still there by uh, pick 14. And for me, I, I really like Devin Bush. So that's probably why I'm really cool with, I guess, trading the pick. If there wasn't a guy I really like as much as like I like Devin Bush, then I'd probably say, you know, I'd probably want to pick eight and then, you know, maybe get one of the top defensive guys like, you know, Ed Alver or Montes, Montes right. who, whoever it may be, whether whoever it be. So with me liking some of these guys that are going to be there in the teens, I'm comfortable trading the pick for a third and a future fourth, honestly. So, yeah, I was going to say for me, it would probably take a lot for me to trade up that pick if Ed Oliver is there. Because honestly, in my board, the way I have the way I have them ranked, I have Ed Oliver right behind. Um, I have him as number four. As, as far as I have, I have Ed Oliver as number four on my board. So if if I was going to trade Ed Oliver, do I have to wow me with a trade that I can't say no to? Um, okay. Because I just think that guy could Ed Oliver full potential is a game changer on a defense. Because I mean, that, I'm not sure what, what Bob Quinn feels about Ed Oliver because his size, as far as him having the shorter arms. I know he likes the taller guys and bigger guys, but Ed Oliver could do so much on the line. You could put him on as a linebacker. He could do. He could do. He could do it all. So it would take a lot. As far as that third round pick and a future fourth, I probably would turn that down. Okay. Uh, unless they, like I said, they'll have to wow me. It's it, that's it's a very fair point. What I would personally try to do if I'm Bob Quinn, so Denver picks at 10, and you got Cincy who's possibly looking for a quarterback. You got like you got teams like in the late, like late first. I'd call those teams up. Like, hey, listen, Denver is up there. They might take this quarterback. Do you guys want him? Yeah. Okay, and then or like those teams could call Detroit, you know, because the Bills, I don't know what the Bills want to do. They call the Bills also, but it's just like what I try to do is I try to sell them that Denver's trying to take a quarterback, which a lot of people believe it's Drew Locke if he's there, or maybe Haskins. He had a visit with them the other day. So if if like if there's quarterbacks falling there, you know, if I'm Detroit, I'd call teams or teams. I'd I'd be receiving calls. And we saw last year what the Bucks did. The Bucks did that. They received uh, Buffalo's first round pick and their two twos for like the number one to jump up. So I want something like that. I want like a big haul. I want either next year's one or like a two and a three. I want something like, including the one, obviously. But yeah, so that's what I would try to do. 
Yeah. But if it was a situation that Ed Oliver is not there and a team is trying to trade up, I'll probably be okay with a first and a third. Well, if, I believe if all of my options are gone. So say if you know, say if Ed Oliver's gone, Devin White's gone, you know, obviously the top basically the top six prospects are gone. Right. You know? And I'm looking at a situation that's left is um Brian Burns, you know, Montez Sweat, um, Rashawn Gary. I'm looking at a situation like that where <laughs> I'm looking at a situation like that where they're there. I will be open to trade for a first and a third and a four a future fourth. Because I'm not like in love with those players as far as the guys that are there. Well, I is agree. The, is the pick as valuable when Ed Albert is off the board, let's say? Because they might not be as valuable anymore. I mean, like, let's say Atlanta supposedly loves Ed Oliver. Supposedly, whatever. I mean, we don't know if anything's true or not. But they right. supposedly love Ed Oliver. So, like, what? let's say he's gone. Like, you know, screw this. Why would, why would we want the eighth pick overall? Who, who are we gonna, I mean, don't get me wrong. Monta Sweat is a beast. I think he's going to be a really talented player. I think Brian Burns – I think those guys are good picks. They're good. I just don't, They're good. Yeah. Oh, they just I, need to be in the right scheme, like the right coach. And I think Patricia can get the best out of either of those guys. And I definitely agree with that. I'm just saying that let's say Ed Oliver is off the board. I don't think Atlanta's interested anymore, possibly. I think they you know, I think it just depends who is on the board, like you said. Right. So it is tricky because, you know, what if you know if you want to trade back, but like let's say supposedly Josh Allen is there, like what like you're like, damn. No, can't I just I no no. Let's say like you traded the day before. Let's say uh, oh, I don't think uh, Josh Allen is there. And I swear, if Josh Allen is there and Bob Quinn trades that pick, I don't care if it's for like two ones. Everybody, I I'm fighting everybody. I'm fighting everybody. Yeah. Everybody, George yeah. got to see his uh, hands. Josh everybody, Allen is Bob my number one. You for the Lions. I think he's like he's like a dream. Like he's like he's like the perfect prospect for the Lions. I actually he's my number one prospect. Um, it's not Bosa because I think Bosa is more of a four-three guy. So, but, yeah. but, but back to that. So, but like, let's say the pick is not as valuable anymore. I mean, like, you're not going to get as much value for it as as you Look, would want. You also have another scenario could be like, let's say Washington and Cincy and Miami, right? They want to jump the Broncos. That's the thing I'm looking at because when teams get their quarterback, they get desperate, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's yeah. say like that happens. Now, now you're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna bring that up. Um, if if at Oliver's gone, it it kind of puts the Falcons out the way. But all the teams that are looking for a quarterback is definitely going to be interested. All the teams I, looking for a quarterback. I guess you are right with that. I mean, honestly, I don't even think it's really worth trading up for a defensive lineman unless it is a Josh Allen type player. Like, would you trade it for Ed Oliver personally? If, if, I, if I was if if I was Atlanta. in a situation uh, if I was Atlanta and I knew what Ed Oliver brings to a team, yeah, I would I would trade up for him. But like for the package that the Lions want, I'm saying is like let's say like you guys are saying a second. Oh, I'm not saying a second. But well, uh, I, will I trade a first? Will I trade my first, a third, and a future fourth for Ed Oliver? Absolutely. Oh. That, that that's fine, but I'm saying, would you trade a second and gain? I want to. I want to do. I want to give a quarterback type trade. Okay. I want to give him like a. I want to give him two first, and that's not happening. I want to give him a first. I want to give him a first and a second and two seconds. That's not happening. I mean, Fred Oliver, I'll wait for Lawrence if that's the case. You know, it, it's not Wilkins, not that much of a big deal. Two Wilkins, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not that much of a big deal. I mean, but. I think they really like Oliver. And Oliver, like I said, he's number four on my board. He's right on. He's right after those those top tier guys. Right after the Quinn, Quinn, um, Bosa, and Josh Allen. Yeah. Then I have him right there. Then I have Devin White after um after Oliver. So yeah, he's a top five prospect in this draft. So yeah, I would trade up for him. Not give up. Not give up the world for him, but I'll trade up for him. Makes sense to me. So I just want to end off with the final question. Do you guys think Detroit will pick at eight? Um, said this. Oh, it yeah. just it just depends who's on the board, man. Like like obviously they like Noah Fan, but I don't think they like him at eight. I think if they trade down, um, we've seen them host uh, Harry for a visit. Let's say they trade late into round one or trade up into the second round. Like it's it, it's really hard to predict right now. You have to see on draft day because shit happens on draft day. It's gonna I mean, be crazy. If quarterbacks crazy fall, if quarterbacks fall to eight, bro. If it's a big if, because there's rumors now Oakland might be taking a quarterback. Arizona loves Murray. 
supposedly, you know, we don't really know. Do it. So, so if Haskins, like, those say, guys, let's say, like, has like Murray or Haskins and Lack and, like, between Haskins and Lack, one of them's left on the board at eight. I think you'll have teams come calling trying to jump Denver. Maybe Denver could call trying to jump those other teams. You know what I mean? So, so that that's that's my ideal scenario. I don't know, man. Ed Oliver is hard to pass for me. He's really hard. He's my number four prospect. Like, I love the guy. It's a good player. He's an Aaron Donald type player. So that's 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 why. I mean, I don't I don't know. It, it'll be hard. Like I said, they'll have to wow me on that trade. But do I think Detroit would trade the eighth pick? I don't think Ed Oliver would be there. I mean, I don't know because like I, the draft is so weird. I have to expect unexpected with the I draft because anything can happen. Like a scenario where one of the top three guys falls to six, and Detroit goes, "You know what? Fuck it, let's go get up and get him." <laughs> they, they could. Serious. They could. Like, let's they say could. Josh Allen, Quinnen Williams, or Nick Bosa like fall to six. You know, Detroit could be like, "You know what? Screw this." Sorry, uh, we're going. I think, I think. I think if if Josh Allen makes it to six, I think we'll be safe because you're looking at a scheme standpoint. He doesn't fit the Giants' scheme. We're just putting him as an outside linebacker in the four three. He's not going to. Yeah, he doesn't think, fit the Giants. He doesn't fit the Giants. Doesn't fit the Jaguars. I mean, they could do it, but he's not going to. They're not going to get the best out of Josh Allen. But you could have like teams like Buffalo or like other teams like in the teens jump up. Like it's just the draft is kind yeah, of a mind yeah, game. Yeah, other draft teams is crazy. Well. They, draft they is crazy. It's draft so is hard crazy. to predict. You know, it is it's hard. It's so to hard to predict this stuff, man. It's hard. Hell, We're just somebody, doing our best. somebody in the top, somebody that's in the late teens could jump up to the top five. Yeah, it just, it's just that weird that you just don't know what's going to happen. Last year, we saw a Baker Mayfield situation yeah. where he was ranked in the in the teens. I, Nobody, personally, I had him going one. So. You had him going one from day one? Uh, from day one? Um, It wasn't from day one, but it was close. Like It wasn't right away either. It was before like there was leaks saying that he was going to born. I had a feeling he was going Because I watched Sam Darnold. I didn't like him that much. Like not at one, at least I love Baker Mayfield when I watched his tape. So a lot of people had, a lot of people had Sam Jones. Did, did you guys see Denzel Ward being a top five pick? No, I saw him more yeah. like top ten or like mid round. Yeah. maybe even uh, teams. Yeah, yeah, teams. I mean, it's just situations like that. Like who knows? Somebody could be you in just love. Never. Somebody know. could be in love with Greedy Williams. Who knows? Somebody could be in love with DK Metcalf. Yeah, we did, don't know. Did you guys know the Lions were going to drive Frank Ragnow in the first round last year? Oh, hell no. No, 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 but I love the pick. I love the pick. Oh, now. he's been phenomenal. Pick. I'm just saying. No one expected that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, remember when, like, the year that Corey Davis went, like, top 10? Like, what? we're like, what the hell? How did this kid go? Top five. Top, top five. five. Top five. Top five. Top five. <laughs> yeah, top five. Yeah, like, it, he was from Western Michigan. <laughs> don't yeah. get me wrong. He's a really good so player. He just hasn't stayed healthy. A team, that gets, a team that gets desperate, a team that doesn't have a, any wide receivers, 49ers, um, could get desperate. DK Metcalf. I don't could, think at two. Go. I think if they could trade back, maybe, but I don't think at two. I mean, I cannot see them passing Nick Bosa. That Nick Bosa and D Ford together with DeForest Buckner in the middle. That's just Oof. like that's Sheesh. that's scary, that's, bro. That, that is scary. They got yeah, what's I, his name too at linebacker Alexander. No, Keyword. right. Keyword. And they got yeah. the other kid. The other remember the rookie that we like last year. Um, yeah, Matt Foster, the other kid. He played well. God, we talked about him. Whatever they have, a, they had the rookie linebacker from last year. Yeah, so man. that's what I'm saying. It, it, well, my, my thing is anything, anything, anything is possible. Anything can happen. But if one of those top guys falls down to eight, I think Detroit's definitely going to draft them. I think it was like a Nick Bosa's there. They're going to draft them. Quinn Williams is there. They're going to draft them. Josh Allen's there. I think they're going to draft him. Ed Oliver, uh, who knows? The I mean, only depending. one like out of the top three I could realistically see falling is Josh Allen, just because his scheme fit. Because he's more like a 3-4 linebacker than a 4-3 defensive end or linebacker. So that's like the only one. And I still think the odds are low. I think, I, like, I th- I think, Quentin, I think Quentin could fall to us. Nah, uh, I, I think he's the first pick overall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in my mock, I have him going first overall. But who knows? What happened? They like Nick Bosa more than hey, him. I, you just never know, man. You never know. <laughs> you never it's, know. They could go Nick Bosa. That's the biggest guess. You guys had. don't think that Arizona will take how you think it's all like smokescreen? You think it's all BS? I said I just, this from day one. Yeah, I, I said I, this from I, day one. It will be. It will make the GM, and I'm saying I'm not saying the the coach. Uh, it will make the GM look like an idiot. I'm not knocking Kyler. It just makes the GM look incompetent. If I was a fan, I'll be. Furious because yeah, I'd be like, too. because I'd be like, yo, what is my GM doing? <laughs> you know, 
I'll be mad as hell, but that's that's them. I, that's their problem. That's their problems. We had our problems now. Yeah. We, have a, we have a good GM. I think we have the right head coach in place. Everything looks like it's trending in the right direction. Um, I mean, me personally, I don't think Arizona's staying at number one. Um, you don't? So I don't. I think they'll trade back. They could. I mean, if I was in their shoes, if I was in their shoes, that's exactly what I would do. See, that's yeah. why the draft is fun because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't yeah. know. I grab, just can't wait. Grab Jonah. Are y'all gonna be on? Um, y'all gonna be Instagram Live doing the draft? Um, well, I, I think I think I might do it this year, honestly. <laughs> um, I actually have something to do, but I might cancel it Thursday nights. I'm never available. You, you, yeah. I, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, I have like, I have this. I have some stuff I do on Thursday nights. I think I might cancel that, and I have to cover the draft because that's like, that's the biggest event. One of the biggest events. That's for that's like that's like Christmas Day for Lions fans. Yeah, it really the, is. Yeah. All right. Uh, also, big shout out to our March Madness bracket challenge winner, uh, Marcus. Congratulations! And as promised, we're gonna kick it out to our interview. And for our special guest, we got a writer from the Detroit Free Press from Michigan State University, Dave Raquette. What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing good. Pretty good. Dave, Dave, we're gonna add some final countdown music. It's playoff time in Detroit, so you know we gotta get through that distance old <laughs> intro. <laughs> Got it. go ahead and hit him, Dave, with the first question. I want to know, like, do you, have you heard any, like, any trade, like, going on in Detroit? Any trade rumors or anything that you've been hearing in Detroit? Well, I think everybody's, uh, everybody probably saw the reports about the Atlanta Falcons wanting to trade up with the Lions um, in the uh, in the draft. Uh, and, and you know, I, I I think I answered that in my my Twitter mailbag a little bit. People had asked about trade scenarios. Like, I don't know if that's how realistic that is, right? The Falcons got to come up quite a ways, um, and I just don't know. I, I you know, they're they're rumored to want Ed Oliver at number eight. I don't know that um, a team is going to give up, you know, its second round pick to go up and get Ed Oliver there. A lot of times in the when the draft rolls around, you see teams trade up for quarterbacks, and so yeah. I think the Lions' best hope right. for a, for a trade up is. You know, maybe somebody wanting to go up and get a Kyler Murray if he falls, a Dwayne Haskins if you know the stock is there. One of those quarterbacks. Maybe you know, maybe some team feels nece- feels like they have to get in front of the Broncos at number ten. Um, those are the things to me that I think would would you know prompt a trade up. So um, when it comes to to draft day trades, you know Bob Quinn's going to have his his uh, pre draft press conference next week, and I'm sure he'll say the same thing that he does every year. You know, he's open for business. A B. You know, this is the time where you sort of you have some very preliminary conversations with other teams, and uh, nothing can or will be consummated until draft day. Makes so, sense. so you said, you know, the report of Atlanta. What kind of package do you think Detroit would get? If you, had, I know it's very, you know, tricky to predict that, but what kind of package would you assume from, like, if you're trading from eight to fourteen? Yeah, no, it, you know, if you look at the the trade value chart. Um, I think there's probably one of two ways that you can go, and this assumes if there's no players or nothing else in the mix. But but look, the the trade value chart with Atlanta, it actually you know breaks out perfectly, and this is a chart that most of the NFL teams use. Where you know if you Google it, you can find the 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 values on the internet. But the Lions pick at number eight, I believe it's valued at like fourteen hundred points. And for the Atlanta Falcons to move up from from their spot in the first round, they would also have to include their second round pick, and they would get back the Lions' third round pick. And those two, um, the, the numbers balance out perfectly. Actually, I, I don't know again that Atlanta or that the Lions. You know, maybe they don't want the third. Maybe they'd rather take Atlanta's. Um, they don't want to give up their third. That is, maybe, maybe they'd rather take Atlanta's third round pick, get a future pick. Uh, but just from a, a pure value standpoint. Um, for the the Falcons to give up their first and second round picks to move up, get the Lions pick at number eight, get the Lions third round pick, that balances out perfectly according to the trade value chart. Yeah, but Dave, we saw uh, last year, you know, when the uh, Bills moved up, they gave up, I believe, their yeah. first and two two. So if I'm Bob Quinn, I try to like get as much as <laughs> get get as many picks as you could. Obviously, it takes two teams to to want to trade up. Maybe the the value of you know, the, or the urgency, I guess, from a team to go up and get a quarterback, um, you know, Josh Allen in, in the Bills case, uh, maybe that, that prompted them to, to pay a little bit more. Um, I, I just don't know. Again, I, you know, I, I know the, the Falcons rumor has been out there for a couple weeks. To me, uh, if I'm Atlanta, I, I just don't know that I would give up any more than the, the trade value chart to go up and get a defensive lineman. Right. 
I mean, do you think Ed Oliver is a, like a special political? I mean, he he has that Aaron Donald potential. I mean, if you look at him, man. I do like Ed Oliver a lot. I mean, I, I remember being at the combine and, and talking to somebody, and I wrote this already, talking to a scout out there, and you know, he told me he said the the perfect situation for Ed Oliver would be to um, go to a situation like the New England Patriots, who would move him all over the defense, play him everywhere. And what have the Lions done? But sign Trey Flowers, and what does Matt Patricia do? But you know, play his guys all over. So right. I think if the Lions got Ed Oliver, I think they would play him at defensive end. You know, they play him inside in some pass rush situations. You might even see him play him at like an outside linebacker, maybe like a Devin, you know, Devon Kennard spot. So I think Ed Oliver would be a good fit for the Lions. He's not a perfect prospect. He's got some, you know, shorter than shorter arms than you'd like. And, and you know, maybe the production wasn't always there. But as I sort of look at the the uh, the top fits for the Lions and the top players that are out there, if they stay at eight, Ed Oliver is one of the you know three best, in my opinion. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what we were thinking, you know shifting around in different positions, playing the you know defensive end position, linebacker, wherever. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, and the reason why, mainly his production, why it didn't show too much in college, is because Houston had him a lot of nose tackle. And yeah. if, you, if you compared him to the other nose tackles um, in college, you know I mean, the, the numbers is just is skyrocket. So, yeah, you definitely can move him all around, and he would definitely make noise. Let me ask you, um, have you heard – Anything Detroit about Ed Oliver? Because I, I haven't heard any visits. I haven't heard anything about Ed Oliver. Like he's kind of quiet in Detroit. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think right now. I, I don't off the top of my head. I don't. Uh, I don't think he's visited. You know, I've got about 15 of the the Lions visits so far, and he is not one of the guys that I, I know to have visited. Um, if I remember right, he said at the combine that he was sitting down with him for a formal interview. Uh, you know, those look, they get 60 of those. So that's not a, a right. big deal. Um, exactly. And even the, the visits, you know, it's it's tough to read too much into that. You know, Bob Quinn has never taken somebody in the first round he's brought in. But um, yeah, the thing with that, Oliver, is and a lot of people have made, uh, you know, I, I think there's been a lot made of the, the sideline incident he had with Major Applewhite. Um, you know, as far as I've been told, Ed Oliver is a pretty clean prospect. You know, before that, before the injury this past year, people spoke very highly of, um, what he did in the program, what he was like in the locker room, you know, his character, I guess. So I don't think there are many questions when it comes to Ed Oliver. Okay. I'm going to give you a few prospects. I, uh, if you need to repeat, you know, I'll definitely do that. But uh, I want you to rank these guys from, you know, your personal favorite. You know, the guys are not as much big fans, I guess you could say. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to start off with uh, linebacker Devin White, uh, edge rusher Brian Burns, edge rusher Rashawn Gary, edge rusher Montez Sweat, Offensive lineman, Jonah Williams. Uh, defensive tackle, Ed Oliver, like we just said. Cornerback, Greedy Williams. Linebacker, Devin Bush. Tight end, TJ Hawkinson. And tight, tight end, Noah Fant. Okay, that's a lot of guys there. All right. Um, yeah. Let's <laughs> like <say>. I said. <laughs> <laughs> if, you need, if you need me to repeat, you know. No, that's all right. That's right. Well, I'll, I'll say this. So, I think, you know, if I was – and we do this, you know, the Sunday before the draft every year where I sort of list, like, the top five prospects. I think yeah. that'll, you know. That sounds, you know, that sounds about right. Ian Lions board. And – the three of them that I would absolutely throw up there at the top of the list would be, you know, Devin White, just because I think he is, um, at least from a lot of the scouts that I've talked to, he's he is one of the top. You know, he's probably the number four prospect in the draft, just in t- terms of overall talent. Quinn Williams, Nick Bosa, you know, Josh Allen. I think those guys are are the top three in whatever order. I think right. Devin White's number four. Um, Ed Oliver for the fit for what he can do. I know again, you know, he didn't have the year that people thought he was going to have last year. Dealt with the injury a little bit, but I think he fits the Lions. I think he can do a lot of different things. He would be up there. I do think T.J. Hawkinson. Even though, look, if I was picking, I don't know that I would be in any sort of hurry to take a tight end at number ten. Uh, but I do think Hawkinson is a pretty safe play, and I do think he fits a lot of what the Lions would be looking for. So I, I would put those three, you know, sort of in a grouping by themselves is the top three um you know after that uh i i like sweat as a prospect i you know he does have some some off-field concerns uh i guess you know he got kicked out of michigan state for some issues he had there uh marijuana and he got a i don't know if he got arrested but he, he stole a bike uh you know there are a couple of little incidents <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry no to continue that just the whole bike situation is yeah I'm tripping, man. You want me to ask for my bike back? You know I wouldn't trip. What bike? The beach cruiser. The one I let you use a couple of weeks ago. The one I've been asking you about. Oh, that bike. 
You know, you wanted it back, homie. It's right here. Call me, homie. Yeah, it's just like it's both ours. Just keep it down in my house. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, and in, in you throw in the, the fact that the heart condition sort of came up at the combine. I don't know how teams will value that. So I don't know where he'll where he'll fall. Um, but I, I like him as a prospect a little bit better than Rashawn Gary. I think he's a better fit for the Lions than Rashawn Gary. Um, Gary, very talented, obviously. He's probably going to go in the top 10 or 12. Um, but I, I don't know about that fit for the Lions. To me, you know, I just having talked to Matt Patricia, I, I think Matt Patricia wants guys that love football. You know, he's he's a what can football do for me type of guy. And I think Rashawn Gary is is or he's a what can I do for football type of guy. And I think Rashawn Gary is a what can football do for me type of guy. Or that's the impression I've gotten from from scouts who sort of look at the the uh, the agency he started and. Uh, you know, some of the lack of production. And I think that's one of the questions I have. So I, I would put sweat ahead of Gary. Um, I like Greedy Williams myself. I don't think he fits the lions because again, the lions want a cornerback who can tackle, uh, right. who's willing to tackle. And that's, that has not been Greedy's MO. Um, I think Greedy's been, he's been beaten down a little bit here in the media. You know, I've, I've seen him as like the number three cornerback prospect in the draft. I still think he's a top 15 player in this draft and should go a little bit higher than, you know, I've been slotting him in my mock drafts, but I don't think he's a fit for the lions for um, the lack of tackling. Um, remind me who else I'm missing there. Uh, Fant, Brian, Br- Brian Burns. Burns. Brian. Yeah. You know, if I would probably put Burns in my top five, two for the lions. Um, my look, my question with Burns is seeing him at the combine. I just, I walked away from his, his podium interview going, man, that guy is, is not very big. At least when you compare him to the other, you know, defensive linemen that are on the boards. I think that he would be an outside linebacker in the line system, not a defensive end. Um, like what he can do as a player, uh, pretty versatile athlete. You know, Todd McShay compared him to, or he said, you know, teams could use him like Anthony Barr. And certainly the, uh, you know, the Lions had some interest in Anthony Barr. So I, I, he'd probably be in that top five for me too, um, you know, ahead of Gary. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know at number eight if the line. I think those those first three guys would be the guys that I would I would give the Lions. Um, Fanton, Jonah Williams, looking at trade down. I think maybe maybe the Lions could uh, be in the mix on either of those guys. I just don't see it at number eight for the Lions. Do you you still don't see that number eight with Jonah Williams? Just because I mean, right guard position is we don't we don't have a definite starter right there at right guard right now. I mean, there's Crosby, there's a, a Bushi, and uh, Kenny Wiggins is still in the mix. Yeah. I mean, I mean. We signed Trey Flowers, obviously. You know, we gave him a lot of money. That's why I'm kind of like thinking. I mean, could it possibly go on the offensive side of the ball with this first round pick? No, you, you know, you're absolutely right. And you look again at Bob Quinn's mo. You know, you try to read into what he's done in the past for some direction on what he'll do this year. In every single year, he's drafted a need and yeah. right guard and cornerback are the two biggest needs, at least in my opinion, on the team. I mean, they have options there, but you know. Rashawn Melvin, I don't know how comfortable people feel about him at cornerback. And same thing, if you're starting Odea Boucher or Kenny Wiggins, I don't know that a lot of people are feeling comfortable about right guard. Um, look, Jonah Williams, uh, you know, I I think he's probably a, a pretty solid player. Again, I don't know about the wisdom of taking an interior lineman in the top 10, just the positional value there. It sort of matches up with tight end to me. Um Certainly, the Lions have that that pipeline with Alabama going, so I wouldn't rule that out. I just think, and I know Jonah Williams; he's been talked about for the Bills at nine, and uh, you know he's he's probably going to be a top fifteen pick, top twenty pick. Um, if I was the Lions, that might be one that if I could move down a couple spots, pick up something a little bit later, you know, take Jonah Williams at twelve. I I think there's maybe a little more value in doing that. I definitely agree with that. I definitely I agree. agree with that. If I were to grab Jonah Williams, I'd prefer to trade back, but I mean. At eight, I'm I'm honestly not uh, frustrated with the pick at number eight, just because how much of a need it is at the team. Because I mean, we don't have a definite starter right there. So, me personally, I wouldn't mind it too much. But and Bob we, Quinn loves his offensive lineman, right? Yeah, and, and versatile offensive lineman. So <laughs> it makes yeah. sense to me. So honestly, though, I'm just tired of getting linemen. I want like a playmaker. You could find a lineman in the second round. It's it's loaded. I mean, the draft is loaded with in, like interior linemen day two. You could find one in day two. 
And then, yeah, you know that is the thing with the interior line. I mean, obviously Ragnar was a special case last year, but I think you're right that a lot of times you can find a starting guard or center even in, in round two or three. Um, and, you know, look, I mean, Bob Quinn has talked about adding some help for Matthew Stafford. I don't think they've done a lot of that this offseason. Jonah Williams right. would fit that. But I, you know, look, if you're talking about Hawkinson or Jonah Williams at eight, I think Hawkinson is a little bit safer player. He sort of uh, maybe gives you a little bit of both, right, blocking and receiving. Um, there's certainly some some merits to, to taking an offensive lineman there. But I just don't know. I, I, I see the Lions taking Hawkinson ahead of Jonah Williams. Okay, and I can I, I can agree with that too. I mean, I wouldn't be I guess as disappointed with T.J. Hawkinson because you're getting a safety blanket for Stafford and a guy that could you know block. And you got, you have the uh, security blanket. I mean, you have a bandit. I get. I mean, I wouldn't say a bandit, but Jesse James is there for now. So I mean, I think a nice one-two punch with T.J. and Jesse James would be nice. So it's not a bad idea. And then my other and my other question for you uh, with another prospect is Devin Bush. Where do you kind of value Devin Bush? Um, so, uh, I'll tell you guys this. I went out and spent some time with Devin Bush, uh, last week. Uh, we've got a little story running on him, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, the Sunday before the draft. And, uh, went to, he was getting fitted for a suit. So I spent a couple hours with him. Uh, look, I, I like him. I mean, you know, I, I think Devin White is the number one linebacker in the draft. Like I said, he's, he's the number four prospect in the draft. At least, you know, the scouts that I talked to, they, they seem to yeah. think he's that good of a player. I don't know that Bush is quite in that category, but I think he fits today's NFL pretty well. You know, he can cover. I know he's not he's not big. You know, he, he measured five eleven even. But um, yeah, no, he's uh, look, he's a guy that that absolutely should be. I don't think he's in the mix for the Lions just because I think if you're going to take a linebacker in their position, uh, you need to make that the elite of the elite. Uh, but I, I do think Devin Bush is going to be a top twenty pick when all is said and done. I agree. I agree. I agree with that. Um, say, uh, what's like the perfect three round mock draft for lines? You just like say, like one, two, three, what would you say? Man, um, <laughs> well, I mean, look, number one, if 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 somehow like Josh Allen fell right, like he'd be the, the perfect guy, yeah. For lines. I, obviously, I don't think that's gonna happen, that's, but that's... but I think just from a from a positional standpoint, if you know the Lions say if they got a let's talk positions here, if the Lions got a pass rusher up up front, you know, a defensive lineman. Right. Um, Because, I, you know, look, they have their starters sort of set here. But after that, uh, you know, there's some there's some issues down the road. Snacks Harrison wants a new contract. I don't know if Lions will give it to him. Sean, you know, last year was contract. So anyways, let's say they take a a pass rusher up front. I think you can get that interior offensive lineman, that starting right guard in round two. And then you come back with a defensive back, a cornerback or or a safety, maybe in round three. I they need some help. They need another wide receiver. They need another tight end. But um, I think the need at cornerback is maybe a little bit greater. And I think you can get a player in round three, sort of like Tracy Walker last year, who you can count on to play a little bit. So I would say maybe, you know, a, a situation like that, if it played out, I, I, I would I would think that would probably be a good little setup for the Lions. Any, like spe- any specific cornerback uh, are you like that you value higher that I guess in the second or third round? Well, uh, you know, he's not going to be there in the third. I mean, I, you know, I think Justin Lane from Michigan State is yeah, probably a good uh, like second-round choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Isaiah Oliver is a name that's, you know, you started to hear a little bit more lately. Again, I don't know if he's going to make it there in the to the to the third round. You know, maybe in the third round, um, lines are picking a little bit later in the third round, so you'd have to have some things break right. But maybe a, a, a safety like Thornhill on Thornhill or somebody is there. Um, you know, I think the Lions have some flexibility in that the, the secondary player that they target um, just because of look the way that Matt Patricia uses that defense and some of the personnel that they have. But ideally I, th- I think it would be a cornerback uh, and maybe a cornerback with some size. Uh, but those would be a couple guys that you, you know, they brought Lonnie Johnson in. That's another name, I guess. Um, I, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of day two options in the secondary that could fit the lions. Let me ask Definitely. you, what do you think about Jamil, D- Jamil Dean? Do you see him being a day two guy or day three guy? You know, I don't. I, I saw that he visited. I don't know a whole lot about him. Obviously, you know, played at Auburn, um, but I think he had some injuries. Uh, if I'm not, if yeah, I'm not did. mistaken, yeah. yeah. And and so I, I don't know again how that's going to be valued. I think he had some some pretty serious injuries. Maybe even going back to high school. So um, you know, a lot of times when when teams are bringing those type of guys in, they're they want to you know look at the medicals a little bit more, and maybe that's something that pushes them down. 
again, not knowing the specifics, um, I would just guess that he's probably a day three pick, that that's maybe where the injuries sort of push him into that range. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. That's why I had him as a day three guy. What round do you think the Lions would target a quarterback? I know they've done a lot of work with um, the quarterback from Buffalo, Tyreek Jackson. Right. Do you, do you know like where you think the Lions would like target a quarterback? In, in I don't draft? see it. Yeah, I don't see it early. Um, you know, I I would guess. You know, look, they they got all those you know day three draft picks. What six of them, right? So I I think you you know you use one of those guys, or one of those picks on on a quarterback. You know, there's some guys that I I, I kind of like there. I mean, Clayton Thor- Thorson is one guy that. Um, you know, he hasn't been getting a whole lot of buzz, Northwestern quarterback. He's another guy that had some injuries. But I remember talking to Jim Nagy about him at the Senior Bowl, and he said last year um, that Thor- Thorson thought about coming out because he had, I think he said he had a second-round grade, or, or people were talking about him as a day-two pick at the very least. And so maybe that's a guy that has a little more upside than some others that whose value has been depressed a little bit that, that you could get some value in if he's, if he's there on day three. But look, I, I think the Lions have enough needs at other positions that they need to, you know, address with, with guys that are going to contribute in 2019, that it doesn't make a lot of sense to take a quarterback too early. I think you're probably looking at, you know, round four five, six, somewhere in that range. That makes sense. Yeah. So who who at the end of the day do you think will win that backup job? Are you thinking one of the veterans or one of the rookies win it? Like you know they have a Connor Cook, they have Savage yeah. now. So you know, well, see what- yeah, you know Savage played for the Lions' new quarterbacks coach in Houston. Um, I would give him the edge over Connor Cook, but you know I, I don't know that either one of those guys is is uh, you know really uh, you, you, I don't know that you want to count on them as your backup. I, I think if the Lions draft a rookie. Um, anywhere before round seven, you know, I think that's a guy that you have to seriously consider as, uh, as, uh, you know, maybe the front runner for the number two job. I agree. Makes sense. Uh, give us some late round guys that no one has actually really heard much of, you know, do you have any guys that, that are connected with the lions that, you know, we just haven't heard much about, like who are some special guys day two, day three? Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll give you a couple names that I threw in my, my mailbag this, this week for, uh, uh, you know, I, I think they're all sort of late round guys. So, and you know, excuse me if I'm if I if I butcher. I, I don't know a ton about these guys. You know, a lot of what I do is rely on the the, the scouts. But but there's no doubt that um, you know the you know the late rounds are sort of where you can find some of these gems at and everything. But one guy I mentioned was was Malik Gant, a safety from Marshall. Um, you know, look again. I I think the Lions. I think you know you, you sort of count on Tracy Walker as being the starter for now. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a position again, Andrew Adams, one year deal, Tavon Wilson entering the last year of his deal, uh, Chuck Washington in, in, in a, on a one year deal. So you do need some help. You know, he's a, he was a big time hitter. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I haven't seen him linked to the lions at all, but you know, just maybe I, I think that that could, could fit John Ursa. Ursua from from Hawaii, the slot receiver. I know I, I wrote about him coming in on a, a visit. Um, look, he's a guy that he had a, a knee injury his junior year, but you take that that knee injury out, he was incredibly productive the last two years at Hawaii. Led the FBS in touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so in in guys, like I said, they need a receiver. Knowing what the Patriots have done with their slot receivers, I wouldn't expect the Lions to take a slot too early. Um, I think a guy like John Ursula, you know, he's a guy that he wasn't a combine guy. He's probably a day three draft pick. I think he's a guy that, you know, if the Lions nabbed him, you'd see him play this year. He'd be a backup to Amendola, but I do think you'd see him play. And the other guy I mentioned was an offensive lineman from Charlotte, Nate Davis. And uh, again, you know, maybe I – I think the question was, uh, you know, round five or six, and maybe he's he goes a little bit before that. But um, that's a guy that Jeff Davidson worked out, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, interior lineman, big dude, can play right guard, right tackle. Uh, that that'd just be another name, late late round name to watch. Awesome, man! I didn't know honestly much about all three of those guys you just mentioned, so. That's awesome. Yeah, I, didn't anybody. <laughs> uh, I like That's this awesome. one guy. I saw the they were the only team that met with him at the combine, Keelan Doss. You heard anything on that front? Uh he was at he was at the senior bowl, if I'm not, I'm not mistaken, too, right? Uh right, yeah. You know, off the top of my head, um, I don't uh, I'd be lying if I if I had a lot to give you there. Um <laughs> You know, I, I I vaguely remember since you bring him up. I vaguely remember talking to his agent, but uh, I don't. Uh, I couldn't pinpoint who he is or what his agent said about him, at least. But um, yeah, I, I don't have much for you there. All right, that's you're all good. Um, how 
how would you rate the Lions splash moves? Was there like any better options, or you think they nailed it? Rate their what? I'm sorry. Rate their splashy moves, like their free in, agency moves. In free agency, right? Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, the Trey Flowers move. Uh, you know, that's that's number one, obviously, and I think they got a good player. I just. I would caution, you know, don't expect to have a 12 sack guy that, you know, out of him, you know, you're paying him $19 million a year. He's never had double digit sacks in college or the pros. You know, he fits exactly what Matt Patricia wants in his defense. He knows the system, good player, reliable player, you know, uh, long history of of health. Um, So I I understand the signing. In fact, I I understand all their signings. The, The feedback I got from people across the league, though, was just that, you know, they thought the Lions overpaid in a lot of ways for, for these guys. That's part of free agency, so I understand it. Um, I would put Trey Flowers number one. I think he's going to have a huge impact this year. Uh, you know, Justin Coleman, look, I, I like him as a player. I, I don't know, you know, if the Lions are counting on him to be their number two if they're only playing two cornerbacks. He'll, he'll certainly play inside, uh, you know, in their, their nickel package. Uh, and he can do that. Some familiarity with Patricia again, uh, but that's a lot of money that you're paying a slot cornerback. Uh, Jesse James, sort of the same thing as as Trey Flowers. You know, I, I don't come in expecting him to catch 70 passes. You know, he's he's never caught more than 42 or 43 in a season. Um, so I think he can be an effective player for the Lions. Maybe provide a little bit more than we saw in Pittsburgh, but I don't think he's going to dramatically change the offense. All right. Okay. Um, do you see the Lions bringing back any of their current free agents? Like, say we don't sign, like, a pass rush. Do you see them bringing back Ziggy? Or no, I think yeah. Ziggy's done. Yeah, no. Ziggy's, Ziggy's no chance for Ziggy? No, Ziggy, Ziggy's done. I mean, he's – look, here's the deal with, with Ziggy. He had, um, you know, he had his shoulder surgery. Uh, the four-month mark from from the shoulder surgery is, is big in the recovery from that. It was a torn labrum. And, uh, you know, you're out six to eight months. And so what happened with Ziggy was – he went on a couple visits. He got some, uh, you know, the, I think Ziggy's camp thought that he was going to be back or does think that he's going to be back during training camp, be ready for the entire season. Some other NFL teams sort of, you know, were they, they pressed pause on that a little bit. They, they were saying it might be, you know, not until the start of the season or into the first couple weeks of the season, maybe starts on pup. So I think that was the holdup there. Um, the Lions aren't going to, you know, re-sign him. Ziggy's going to go elsewhere. I think both sides need a fresh start. The Lions... They've spent all the money they, they need to at, at defensive yeah. line with, with Flowers. Yeah. Um, so, he's, you know, the, the guys, I guess, that could be back still, uh, you know, maybe Nick Ballore, uh, You know, I just don't – I don't expect any of these – any of the – look, everybody out there is probably a, a vet minimum guy now. Maybe Ricky Jean-Francois comes back at some point if the Lions need a defensive lineman. But, guys, look, I think on the defensive line, you got Snacks. You got, uh, you know, Deshaun Hand. You got Sean inside. You have Romeo Aquara and Trey Flowers at, at right defensive end. They like John Atkins, too, who played a little bit at the end of the year. I mean, there's there's probably only room for, for one other guy, you know, whatever rookie they draft at the position. Maybe there's room for a second guy. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know that they need a Ricky Jean-Francois right now either. So, um, you know, if you're looking for somebody to come back, maybe Nick Bloor, maybe they bring him back. I don't know if they will or not. It seems the fact that he hasn't resigned right now makes me, you know, leads me to believe that he might go elsewhere. But um, off the top of my head, he'd be the one that I would watch. Dave, do you know what happened to uh, the Teo? Did, he, did they offer him anything or did he walk? Do you know anything that happened on that front with Monty Teo? No, I, I know that he came in. Um, I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, you know, they do still need a linebacker. But that, right. again, might be a situation where, you know, you, I think you guys mentioned some linebackers off the top, if I'm not mistaken, that – you know, from the from both the player standpoint and the Lions standpoint, hey, let's wait until you know that first week of May, see what shakes out in the draft. The player doesn't want to get caught in a situation where he's not going to be playing either, where he's behind a young guy, especially with the Lions when you've got your three starters presumably set and Jared Davis, Christian Jones, and, and Devon Kennard. So, um, I, I just you know uh, I think we'll see some of those situations or that position at least shake out after the draft. Is there right. any is there any veterans on this team uh, that you could see that could be like a surprise cut kind of or even not a surprise cut but like maybe like a Theo Riddick or uh, I, I wouldn't really expect it, but like a Christian Jones possibly something like that could you see any of those like veteran cuts I guess you could see on our team Yeah you know I don't like speculating about guys you know personally like that just you know because it is their their money we're talking about at the end of the yeah. day yeah. 
No, I, I think he hit the situations, though, to watch. Obviously, right, theoretics, he's got the biggest cap number among the running backs. And mm-hmm. if they draft a rookie, you know, you got to see what sort of rookie they draft, what sort of running back they draft. You know, is it a third down type back? Maybe they look to move a guy like Theo. Um, you know, same thing with, uh, you know, I mean, look, people have been talking about Marvin Jones getting traded for a while, uh, you know, and I'm I'm certainly, you know, have, have talked about that myself. But let's not forget that Marvin Jones is – other receivers around the league you know he's not making a ton of money and you're not just going to replace a guy like marvin jones either so i don't see the lines just getting rid of of a marvin jones either so i think um you know uh, i don't i don't know that there's anybody that that stands out as a you know a a vet that has been a a big part of this team or that you would project to be a big part of this team that um is gonna all of a sudden not be a part of this this roster going forward definitely so i agree so that makes a lot of sense. So you've been a guy, you've been with these guys for a while. What's the funniest moment you've ever interacted with a player since working with the Detroit Lions? Funniest moment interacting with the players? Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, it could be, be a player or a coach, actually. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, look, I mean, I, I think, you know, maybe people don't uh, – um, Maybe they, they don't quite understand. You know, most of the guys in that locker room are, are, are pretty good people. You know, I mean, I look, I was I covered the team in 2008 for the Oakland Press when they went 0-16, and you, you felt bad about, you know, all the guys in there. You know, I mean, just because it was yeah. a good locker room, they just weren't good enough, you know. I left. I covered Michigan for a year, came back, and I'll just tell you, some of the, the guys that have been the best to cover have been probably the guys that you would guess. You know, Nate Burleson. I mean, he was fantastic in the locker room. You know, Glover Quinn, who obviously you guys talked to a little bit. Right. I, I give him all the credit for, you know, spending 45 minutes every Wednesday with us answering questions, always having a, a good quip. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, especially the more you get into this and, and you know, the more you see that, um, you know, teams sort of, uh, I don't know, I don't know if restricting access is the right word, but certainly steering players away from, you um, you know, interacting with the the media or, or uh, on some level, um, I think you you appreciate the guys who uh, you know take the time to do that and, and give thoughtful answers, and especially situations come come win or lose. So, you know, there's always been good situations, there's always been bad situations, there's always been interesting situations. When I had my sit down with Indomitian Sue after he left for the Miami Dolphins, that was one of the more interesting things. It's not like Indomitian and I had a, a great relationship, you know, during this time. <laughs> we certainly butted heads when I would ask him about. Uh, various things that were going on off the field, but you know the guy gave me 25 minutes, and we sat down, had a little breakfast. Um, so you know, there's there's certainly some things that that surprise you, and uh, you know I've, I've I've been fortunate, I guess, in my career to to see a lot of, uh, even though I haven't always seen a lot of wins, you know, to to see a lot of good things from people, um, you know, at the organization. That's awesome, man. That's that's cool, yeah. Well, Dave, that's all the questions we all got for you. Uh, we appreciate you joining us for episode 22. You actually are our fifth guest, uh, first beat writer to join us. First beat writer to join us. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate We're happy to help you guys out, man. Yeah, anytime. Uh, appreciate you, Dave. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. Uh, Thanks, Dave. All right, and, uh, Yep, we'll talk to you again. Hope you guys enjoyed episode 22 of the Pride Podcast. No tooling too much draft today. <laughs> uh, you know, we kept it a little more simple today. But I'm Tyler, also known as Lions Nation. I'm Pierre, also known as Detroit Lions fan page. I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. And Pierre, you know, Pierre, you know you could still do the 2001. Oh, no. Stop. Nah, I think I'll pass with the recap. All right, Lions fans. Uh, peace out. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys. We'll have a draft recap for you guys. <laughs>